to Radio DePaul Sports. The student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. This is Sports You've Never Heard Of. I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Cito. And our guest today is Kai Hornito, my friend from California. Yay! This okay. is the uh, this is the first time this season that we've had a, a guest on the show. Well, yeah, because last season we only did Ben at the end. And because we wanted to do guests earlier, but we only got Ben at the very end. And then we thought we would start spring. We obviously didn't. Whoops. So, and then now it's just been hard to get a guest. But like I got my friend Kai, who actually does Muay Thai. But first, we got to go into our normal talk that has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. So let me ask you this, Trenton. What do you know about tunnels? Uh, I went into a lot of them playing Super Mario Bros. Okay, that's good, but that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) If you have, if you watched the movie Us, which was directed by Jordan Peele and was about the Doppelganger family who were killing each other, it started off with a quote that there were millions of miles of tunnels underneath the United States, and most of them we don't actually know anymore what they're for. This was kind of a made-up quote, but it is kind of true in the sense that there's a ton of my, there's many tunnels across the U.S. and under cities, and some of them it's not exactly clear what they were for, and or maybe they got repurposed and we don't know. So, I'm starting to think like I want to go explore these secret tunnels. Are they for sewage? No, that's the thing, is there are sewage tunnels, and there's tunnels for water, there's tunnels for any other stuff, but there's other tunnels, which is just like, it's a tunnel. There's no reason this is a tunnel. Why did someone dig this out? It's not explained, and that's why you go in. You're like, what is this tunnel for? This sounds like the intro to a horror movie, but okay. Well, that would be like, you know, in the catacombs in France? Okay. In Paris? In Paris, they have the catacombs where they actually buried people. And it's all throughout under Paris. And the thing is, there's been like, they found like an old, they found someone made a fully functioning movie theater in the catacombs in Paris. The police found it. And then the police returned two days later and everything was gone. And just a note that said, you'll never find us. (laughs) So if I find a movie theater in a tunnel, I'm going to be kind of afraid, but I might just be like, I'm going to sit and watch a movie in this tunnel. Okay. Um... Yeah. So I'm sort of like, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. We have all these World War II bunkers on the coast that have tunnels. I kind of want to go into those tunnels. And then, I don't know, I'll blow up from an old mine. And that would be my story of life. But And then I'm I might like, have a co-host. <laughs> yeah, but I'm thinking Chicago... Because they, because it's actually going to have like a, it's this the subway system, and then just because it's a city that's been like built over time, there's got to be some weird tunnels in Chicago. That's just like, what is this tunnel for? We don't know. Yeah. Um. Okay. You yeah. have no response. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of weird things underneath Chicago. <laughs> and you don't want to find out or you just like eh i don't want I'd to rather, find probably rather not find out. i bet you there's still tunnels from like al capone bootlegging tunnels you can oh yeah find. probably for sure yeah and then i don't know the problem with a tunnel is you got to find the entrance but also there's always two entrances if you think about it what if there aren't 
then that's really weird. Who would build a tunnel with no entrance? What if you go into the tunnel and you walk all the way to the end and there's no other entrance, so you turn back. But the and that's a hole. That's not a tunnel. Gone. A tunnel has <laughs> got to have a different side. I don't want to go in holes. I want to go in tunnels. That's my thing. I'll go in a tunnel, not a hole. <laughs> all right. That's okay. a... Sounds Speaking good. of tunnels, do you have carpal tunnel syndrome? No, I do not. Are you asking this because we are? Uh, <laughs> because I think, I think that could, yeah, that too. But I also <laughs> thought maybe that could be an injury you could get from this sport. What a segue! I know what a segue. So this week we're going to talk about Muay Thai. It's a full contact combat sport originated in you guessed it, Thailand. Uh, it's probably easy to describe it as kickboxing but with grappling but i'm not going to be fully describing this because we got a special guest don't we trenton yes we have somebody who is much much more experienced than we are so today we have my friend kai hornito from california here with me kai say hello what's up that's not hello but good try (laughs) hello it's me so Kai, how long have we known each other? Um, uh, probably since when was third grade? Maybe even before that. It was like, before third grade. Yeah, like seven, maybe six years. Third old. grade is when you threw a chair at my head. Kindergarten yeah. is before. Oh, I gotta tell. Tr- <laughs> sorry, I gotta tell Trenton about the chair head. In like third grade, Kai got really angry in class, and he. He started storming out, and he backflipped a chair across the room, and it like went to the barely the top of my head. Yeah, and it was, it was part, very, it's very part, impressive. Best part about it, it was all for a pencil. Yeah, because he <laughs> he thought I stole his pencil, and I found a pencil on the ground or something like that. Yeah, this is how the the best friendships happen, isn't it? Yeah, Abuse. of course. <laughs> yep, abuse. <laughs> but now he has a different way to get out that I don't know angle violence anyway. Nice some, transition. Is yes, is now he does Muay Thai. Uh, Kai, just explain how you got into this. All right, so um, I had a good friend. Uh, shout out to Connor Van Cleef. Uh, no one will know him except for Jacob. Uh, and if someone knows him in Chicago, I would be like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. But the point is, um, so he was very into boxing and uh, street fighting back in middle school, like seven, eighth grade. And because of him, you know, I was fascinated with fighting from a young age, you know, hearing from Muhammad Ali and Bruce Lee and watching Bruce Lee movies. And I was just like, oh, I need to do this. And so when Kimbo Slice was becoming a thing, a famous street fighter that sadly passed away a few years ago. Um, I was like, Hey Connor, I know you do boxing. Can you get me into boxing? And so he took me to the UFC gym, um, a couple miles away from my home. And, you know, that's how it started. I started at the age of 13 and then eventually about a year after I joined my now gym combat fitness shout out to uh sir george asui one of the best world champion muay thai fighters 
in America, definitely in the world, in my opinion. And, you know, I fight and train with some of the best fighters that are in, in top organizations, such as Glory Kickboxing, which is huge in Europe. And I got, we got some good MMA fighters. And yeah, that's how I got into Muay Thai. Okay, just to be clear, why did you pick Muay Thai over different forms so, of martial arts? So uh, combat fitness, since our head coach, George Tsui, is notorious for his Muay Thai fighting style. Um, basically, our gym is a pure Muay Thai gym. Um, of course, we have like jiu-jitsu and we do wrestling and we do boxing. But Muay Thai is like our bread and butter. It's it's our foundation. So right now, my main goal is to transition into MMA and, you know, get into Ultimate Fighting Championship and UFC and all that and to be a world champion in that. But right now, my path is hopefully uh, Muay Thai. Right now is Muay Thai, and I am trying to become the best in that, transition into mixed martial arts, and then be the best in that. Okay, that was a good course. Anyway, so how we are going to... So we're just going to do our usual thing, talk about the subjects and how we separate them. And we're just going to pretty much, after we write, read all the stuff we put down, we're going to go to you and just say, does that sound about right? And that's how this show is going to go. All right. Uh, so, Trenton, what are the origins of Muay Thai? Where did this come from? Yeah, so um, it was believed to have originated from battles in the Burmese-Siamese War, which is many, many, many years ago, from 1765 to 1767, in which the soldiers would fight in this style. And it wasn't called Muay Thai yet. It was just Moy, or is this... I think it's Toy Moy. Toy Moy? We really uh, shouldn't focus. We're going to mispronounce <laughs> things. You saw That's... the Kadabi episode. I can't pronounce anything. Kabadi. Ha. Didn't mispronounce this time. Okay. Yeah. The exact legend comes from a folklore story in which around the time of the fall of the ancient Siamese capital, the, the invading Burmese troops rounded up thousands of Siamese citizens and they then organized a seven-day, seven-night religious festival in honor of Buddha's relics. And these festivities had a lot of different forms of entertainment, from plays and comedies to sword fighting. And at one point, King Mangra, I believe it's pronounced, wanted to see how the Thai fighter would compare to their fighter. Oh, we didn't say Siamese was Thailand back then. Siamland. Ah, just yes. To say, the kingdom of Siam that was is, Thailand. That is a important distinction. <laughs> yes. Um, so one fighter who is, oh, here's another name. Uh, Nai Kanaptam? Nai Kanaptam. If you're offended by our pronunciation, please contact Oh, who should we have in contact at Radio DePaul, but not us? Uh, <laughs> uh, what if what if we just gave them a boss's contact? Please contact a boss. 
Alfonso will be like, I don't speak for the station anymore. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. Sorry, Abbas, if you get some uh, some emails. It's definitely not our fault. Um, so this fighter was selected to fight against the king's chosen champion. And a boxing ring was set up. And when the fight began, this fighter was using punches, kicks, elbows, knees, and basically beat his opponent until he collapsed. And so the, the king asked if this fighter would fight against nine other champions. And uh, he agreed and fought all of them with no rest periods. And so, his last opponent was the like greatest kickboxing teacher in um in Burma and he was able to and then the champion and I was able to defeat him only with kicks because he was like I can defeat you only with kicks to the very best at the end and then yeah uh they have to commemorate his story there's the Muay Thai festival and why crew Muay Thai ceremony each year on March 17th uh, just to go from that, uh, King Rama V, who ruled from 1868 to 1910, he was the one who's really popularized the sport. Uh, once the British got control of Thailand, they pretty much made official rules for the sport after that with the king and introduced it to college. Uh, by the 80s and 90s, it was at the height of its popularity, and the top fighters would get up to... 200,000 bot uh poor poor win uh now they get on now they usually get closer to 100,000 bot poor win but can range up to 540 bot do we want to do a con we won't do a conversion rate so, if uh, you want to know uh, okay I, I just looked it up uh so 200,000 bot is six thousand five hundred eighty three dollars in US. Wow, in 1920, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, but in general, uh, a lot of Thai fighters, especially in uh, in like lower stadiums, they don't get paid a lot. They get paid maybe like two dollars per fight. Yeah, well, these were top fighters, so yeah, yeah, those were top fighters. But okay, yeah, and then um, yeah, it became internationally recognized in the 1990s. And the International Federation of Muay Thai Amateur was formed. Uh, and it currently has 128 member nations. So this is probably the most popular sport we've ever talked about on the show. And as of 2020, there are more than 3,800 Thai boxing gyms overseas from Thailand. So that's not counting Thailand. Well, probably every fighting gym in Thailand teaches some form of Muay Thai. And okay. Best part... In 2016, the Olympic – is it the Olympic Federation? I don't, I don't The know. International Olympic Committee. Yes. They actually recognize Muay Thai as an international sport, and eventually it's going to become an Olympic sport. Okay. So, there we go. Fact. Okay. So, uh, Trent, you want to go over the rules of the sport? Yeah, sure. Um, Kai can, can jump in here and, and correct as, as needed. So I probably will. <laughs> I saw a video from a British dude who talked about it, and this guy just seemed to know a lot, so I just trusted him. <laughs> I see. He's probably right. He's probably right. 
All right, so uh, we've got two different ways here. We have the modern way, which is with boxing gloves, and we have the ancient way, which is gloves bound by ropes. Um, Not exactly ropes, but like, you know, it's like designed for it, but yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Wins are by either knockouts or points, and you can use kicks, punches, knees, elbows, and it is known as the art of eight limbs. And you can also trip your opponent as well, which is interesting. All right. Oh, uh, you, you just saw the one fight I saw him. He got tripped a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wanted we, to mention we, that. We, don't, we, we shouldn't talk about that. I'm just kidding. We'll talk it's about my it. only we'll, reference. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But I'm just like, mm, that still stings. Ego. Okay. Ego. <laughs> All right. If you are knocked out, you need to get up in 10 seconds. So it's like boxing. Uh, There's three to five rounds of three minutes each. Uh, Three fouls equals a disqualification. And the fouls are the usual fouls that you would expect in fighting. Traditional Thai music plays during the fight. Interesting. Um, And there is a, a ritual here. Oh, all right. I want to actually talk about the music and the uh, ritual. So, okay. Can you say how is the ritual pronounced? Because we were wondering about that. Okay. So, the ritual is it the pre fry ritual that you're about to It's called Y Crew? Y Crew, yes. Y Crew. So, the Y Crew, um, it is a pretty much it's a ritual. It is made for the fighters to pay their respects to their gym to their ancestors and also to uh, their trainers. It also is a, a, I want to call it fancy, but it is a, it's a dance that you, that a fighter will do in order to warm up. So it was also like another way how to warm up before a fight while also paying respects to their teachers. And going back to the music, while they're fighting, traditional Thai music will play, but as the rounds progress, the music will get faster in order to motivate the fighters to display more action and fight harder. Trident, you should edit in the music and just get it slightly faster as this whole thing goes on. <laughs> it's like, that would actually be nice. Just boom, boom. Well, I think you should be like, okay, so just for an example of the music, Heel is an example, short snip, and then I'll find it and give it to you, Trent, okay? Okay, yeah, sure. Right. Um, otherwise, it would be like way, like one of those YouTube videos where when they post like a, a movie and then it's like every time a certain word is said, the movie gets faster. Oh, it's a B-movie, but every... <laughs> every it's time... A, it's a Muay Thai match, but every time they get a hit, it goes slightly faster. It's kind of like that in a way. It's like every time there's like a significant punch or kick landed, the music actually does get a little bit faster. We but found the just... B movie of sports and it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay. But continue on the rules, if you mind. Uh, that was what we had. Is there any particular rule you want to say beyond that? Because that was just basic rules. Uh, I do want to kind of in- get into the difference between Western and traditional Muay Thai. Okay. So 
here's a little um, biasness towards Muay Thai. So, in the United States, we suck at Muay Thai. Meaning, not as like per fighter, per fighter, but like as officiating, officiating it. So, the huge difference between Muay Thai in America compared to Muay Thai maybe in some Western European countries or even Thailand is in America, since we're more boxing-based, we'll judge more on the hands and damage. While in Thailand, they'll pay more attention and score more on, say, kicks or knees or even trips. They will score more over technique and precision over power and damage which is kind of annoying in my personal opinion um western way is annoying or... the western way of how you're supposed to win fights is a lot more annoying than how you're supposed to win and fight in say thailand like if you look up a, a youtube video of a thai fighter training for a fight in a round, his coach will probably make him throw about 200 kicks in that round. Well, probably if you look up a fighter, maybe say in the United States, they probably will throw like maybe a quarter of those kicks in a round because we don't judge as much for the kicks than we do for the punches, if that makes sense. But yeah. Okay. Well, I like that commentary. Uh, so we're going to go on to just quickly look at statistics. Um, we found a list that is the rankings as of April 10th, 2020, the international rankings. Um, the For men's division, it is, wait, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. There are 16 different weight divisions that go from mini flyweight all the way up to super heavyweight. Uh, there is nine divisions in women's that goes from pin weight to middleweight. Uh, we're not going to go over every uh, position. We're not going to go every over every athlete, of course, and just everything. I will say you see clearly that, especially in both men's and women's, that it's that the lower the weight, pretty much for the first whole half of weights, a little bit over. Most of the best are from Thailand and then from some other Asian countries or most of the best players. But once you get heavy enough, as is makes sense, there's less big people from Thailand. So it becomes all of a sudden you get a lot of wet Western Europeans and a bunch of and then a couple of Americans even show up and Canadians. And so I'm just going to ask Kai, what, what was the thing you had your opinion of that you want to mention? Oh, Okay, <laughs> so some of the rankings are kind of whack, as the kids say these days. I don't know why, but there's a fighter that's apparently, we went over this before the show. What was his name? Bobo Saget? I, I don't know how you got Bob Saget, the guy from from, <laughs> from wait, that what, was what was it the It was Jimmy oh. Vino. No, wait, what? <laughs> Jimmy Vino. He's a French fighter you were talking about. No, I was talking about Bobo Sacco from Welterweight. Oh, 
Okay, yeah, Bob Osako. Okay. Yeah. So in the welterweight division, we have one of the most famous Thai fighters named Sanchai. He's ranked number two. And, of course, he's 39, I think 38, 38, 39 right now. So it kind of makes that old age. He's not the champ. But still, like, I looked over Bobo Sa- Sago. I'm sorry. I'm, I can't even pronounce these names either. <laughs> For, but he only beat, like, two fighters that I actually recognize. And all the fighters that I do recognize, all the other fighters that I do recognize, he lost to them. But yet, apparently, on this Wikipedia site... Okay, it's Wikipedia, but they take it directly from. <laughs> it doesn't just... matter. It doesn't matter. It's outdated. It's April. <laughs> We're in November. Because I don't know how many fights they've done because of the situation. Uh, hundreds, hundreds. Okay, hundreds. whatever. <laughs> anyway, that's not my point. I'm just going on a tangent. Uh, anyway, in my opinion, if you want to look up some of the best fighters, I recommend Sanchai. Um, just hail Mary it and look it up yourself if you like. He is amazing fun to watch and it's super amazing of course there's some other fighters too like liam harrison one of my personal favorite he's from england he's british so he's also a fun personality uh just because we usually mention it on the show just because of the uh what's the difference how would you describe women's versus men's muay thai and like popularity and just how it's respected and all that uh, well, definitely women uh, fight a lot harder than men. Let's get it first off. Uh, I know a lot of women that are fighters, and holy, holy crap, they are good catch with the not strongest. <laughs> you I, I, I caught myself. And holy crap, they are tough as nails. They will beat people up like no mercy. Like, oh my God. But they don't get enough credit like the men do, which is annoying because there's a lot of women fighters that are just like, oh, I wish she was just more popular or I wish people knew about her. And there's some uh, organization called One Championship that are doing a great job at marketing some of their best fighters, like this one fighter named Stamp Fairtex. She's a, she's good. And there's another one named Janet Todd. She's an American fighter. Just won a, won a belt, I think, in August. I could be wrong. But uh, she's also a popular fighter, especially in the West. I think she's also from California. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely women women fighting don't get a lot as lot more, any credit. They, they need a lot more credit than men fighter because, yeah, <laughs> they're bad. All right. All right. Cool. If that makes uh, sense. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So I'm just, we didn't put anything for strategies. I'm just going to ask you basically when you're fighting, what's the general strategies you can take? It just depends on what region and what organizations. Like I said earlier in the show, uh, the United States, they care more about punches and damage. While probably in Thailand, they care more about technique or sweeps. And so it just depends on what your fighting style, what your approach is. Obviously, Jacob, you've seen one of my fights. My approach is more kicking style, but I have to change up my style since my last fight, which is more punching and more boxing, boxing oriented, 
oriented and more so it just depends on how well you... also we should mention you're really tall and your opponent you're like oh yeah your exact I'm six, six. you're six six how tall that opponent was like five five or something wait my last one the no, one the saw? one the one I saw was like no, he was six one. <laughs> no, he wasn't. It, well, also two. he was way shorter. Everyone than is you. everyone is shorter compared to me. You're shorter. I, I walked by him and I was taller than him. And really? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, let's that's just the, go in. Let's skip that. <laughs> he was short <laughs> compared to you, and you have an extra strategy you got to put in when they're small and they can just I don't know. If they're smaller than me, I usually can just manhandle. Because as you can see in my background, I used to wrestle, but that's a different topic for another day. And so I We're can not just... talking about wrestling. That's yeah, too I know. mainstream. Yeah, that's too mainstream. Maybe you know, Lucha Libre, Mexican wrestling, if you want to get into that, <laughs> uh, with the tight undies that are flashy. I, I wear tight undies. They're not as flashy as Lucha Libre. And then the mask. Well, actually, the shorts I was wearing, though, you know, those oh, are those are, they also all kind of yeah, flashy. Yeah, tie shorts. Okay. Tie shorts. Are tie flashy. shorts are really flashy. We should just talk about the fashion of Muay Thai. Oh okay. Yeah. These just... shorts, like, <laughs> woo. Jacob, you should. I should get Jacob a pair, and then he'll bring it to Chicago so he can show Trenton these shorts. I'll because... just wear. I'll wear it around the Chicago winter. These like shorts, and they're like <laughs> just like hey, no. Hey, what's the shorts? And I'm just like, it's Muay Thai, and they're like, that's not what I was talking about, but cool. <laughs> have fun dying it's just like you're just wearing a big just sweater wearing a beanie and like some um some jordans or flip-flops and then you just like put on some tie shorts boom dude there's always guys like when it's snowing you look out when you go out like like just like this just because of how padded you see some dude just running around in shorts like it ain't cold it ain't cold it's always like that in chicago okay we're getting off topic though what do you what else you want to talk about though okay so we always have a topic where we talk about what is the possible controversy of the sport um we just i got three things just gotta ask one i have found that in thailand there was a huge amount of child boxers oh let me talk about that oh oh so a lot of children (laughs) a lot of children Yay, child boxing. (laughs) Let me talk about that. Uh, Because uh, in Thailand, it's huge to uh, pretty much send your child to a gym and have them fight so they can send money back to the family. And and as you progress and as you get older and hit puberty and all that fun stuff, um, depending on your record and how many good wins you have, Obviously, the more you win, the more money you get paid. So a lot of kids retire at a very young age because they've been fighting. No shin guards, no headgear, no nothing. They've been fighting pro since the age of like six, seven, eight years old. So they retire at like 23. So I think it's their way of life. Obviously, in the West, in the United States, it's not like that. I mean... I couldn't fight an adult till I turned 18 and, but, and it was annoying because a, I was six, four, six, five when I was 16, 17. So I couldn't fight kids that were like five, two. Yeah. So that'd be funny though. 
I did fight a kid once that was like five two, but I couldn't oh. punch him in the head. <laughs> just keep missing. <laughs> I literally, it was just kicking and kneeing him. What's well, just like going down? He's like, I could, I. It just, it's physically impossible it for me to fight kids. So that's a good thing. I would be bad if like I'm really good at fighting kids. <laughs> You just like <laughs> drop kick him out of the ring. And just then drop there you kick go. Him. But yeah, it's just it's just their way of life. I mean, if kids want I mean, they're trying to support their family, they're trying to get a bowl of rice. I mean, they're literally earning two dollars per fight and they fight maybe every week, every weekend, every two weeks, only just to get two bucks. And so they're just fighting just to provide food and money for their family. Okay. Um, I was going to ask about injuries, but eh. it's got injuries. We understand I mean, that. Yeah, it's, it's a fighting It's sport. fighting. I, I stutter because I have CTE. <laughs> possibly. Not confirmed, but possibly. You stuttered before. It, and it's fine. I, yeah, but memory's kind of shot. Oh, that's bad then. Well, okay. Yeah, exactly. Your name I've is been... Kai. You're on a TV, sh- you're on a radio show. Actually, let's say he's on a TV show because he won't remember. <laughs> I'm on a TV show? Where is it? Where's the camera? Oh, I found it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the only other thing that I found controversy is that it causes a lot of illegal gambling in Thailand, apparently. Yeah. It, it's gambling's huge in Thailand. Uh, shout out to my boy. Uh, Gabe, I don't want to shout uh, out gamblers. Hey, hey, no, 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 no. He's a fighter. He's a fighter. He's a fighter. Okay, okay, okay. Why okay. is it? Why does this have to associate? You got to explain. Well, he actually fought in Thailand. And I mean, if he was on the show, he can probably explain the fighting process in Thailand. I've never been to Thailand. I want to fight in Thailand. That's definitely on my bug list. But um, yeah, there's a lot of gambling in Thailand. And uh, in fact, fighting can actually um depending how a fight goes gambling can actually change a fight (laughs) so like if a fighter is not being motivated enough a gambler can be like go up to his coach be like hey i'll give him ten thousand dollars if he knocks him out in this round and the fighter can actually get motivated and knock him out and get ten thousand dollars yeah but it can also go the other way hey i'll give you ten thousand dollars if you fall in this round it's like yeah 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 i'll do the same thing yeah exactly so it's just like there's a lot of illegal gambling in Thailand, but again, just like the child boxing, children boxing, um, it's just the way of their way of life over there. It, they, I mean, yeah, and we talked about they're a different breed. Like and the average Joe can beat you up. Oh uh, yeah, and we talked about gambling in other sports. I don't think this is as bad as the gambling in ferret legging. So you know what? It's fair enough. <laughs> oh no, ferret legging. I want to know about this, but we can talk about that later. Yeah, I'll mention. Just remind me after. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the only other thing is we do this usually for joke sports like cheese rolling. I don't really know. I did so we do how to improve the game. Um, I don't really know how just improving it would change it. As a joke, I said I instead of I don't playing, know. Tradition. more people get educated, and then more people are interested in Muay Thai just to make it better. I mean, it's already a fun sport. It, if you think boxing is bad or MMA is bad, just look up a Muay Thai fight. Literally, fighters get like 20 stitches after a fight because you can elbow them. Elbow is very 
effective in that sport. And I, and it hurts. I said you could possibly replace the traditional Thai music, which is good, but you can replace it with Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. And that's you know just what's... placed during the entire fight. I don't want to. <laughs> Speaking of which, my last fight, actually, I fought in Reno and they were playing music in the fight. And I believe my, I forgot what song was playing. I think I had like an ACDC song playing while I was fighting in one of my fights. That's cool. Yeah, Not as so cool was, as Celine Dion's "My Heart Will Go On," <laughs> but I mean, you know what? Or um, what's another funny song you can put? You in? played what was your walkout music for the one I saw? You played "Cowboy uh, Cowboy Bebop." Yeah, that was a good song. Yeah, I was sad. Uh, you know, my... connecting it to my intro topic, you should play "Secret Tunnel" from Avatar. Secret <laughs> tunnel. Secret tunnel. I love secret tunnels. Okay. But any other way to improve it? No, just no. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think I think well, if they had, you mentioned the rest, the Western refs, if yeah. they made the referees better heel or made well, sure not, they were. Well, not the referees, more the judges. I mean, we're moving into the right direction uh, as of late, which is awesome. Uh, I'm seeing a lot more people doing Muay Thai in general. People are at least – before our second lockdown now, uh, there was a lot of people at my gym. So that ma- definitely made me excited. And people are actually acknowledging that Muay Thai is actually a, a art and is a fun sport to watch and to get to know of. And hopefully I'm, one of, I'm part of the generation that can lead, at least in the U.S., to that direction of modern i want to say modernizing but actually making muay thai into mainstream so okay uh try to you got any questions just any lingering thoughts about muay thai before we come up with our final decision well going back to your thing about celine dion if they are oh, going yes. to consider playing celine dion during the fight it's going to have to be the nightcore edition oh no okay. i know what nightcore is no there, no <laughs> all right lee on that thought it's our final decision trenton as we always say is this a sport it's definitely a sport yeah no it's uh that would be funny if i just brought him onto the show and said (laughs) you're wasting your time this is not a sport he would come and find you he's my he's my neighbor he lives a couple of doors down from me yeah right through the window and be like Just elbow him at my head. Just send a picture to him to be like, I have twenty. I have like a bunch of stitches on my head now. I gotta get hundred stitches. There you go. Uh, then after, so yes, it is a sport. Trenton, would you play it? Uh, (laughs) he'll train you. I'll bring him to Chicago, and he'll just be like, "Let's go," and he'll be like the Rocky training montage. You got. I, I you won't tra- I'm not chicken. a good coach yet. I will not train him. I'll just take him <laughs> to a coach that is good in Chicago. I feel like there's actually a few gyms there, but that's not my point. You should do it. Everyone should do it. You should do it, Jacob. You should do nah. it. No, you sh- <laughs> shouldn't compete, but you should definitely train. It's definitely a good exercise. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, good point. If you if you like actually do like a big like fight and you need like those entourage like they always have in the boxing. Oh, I'm definitely taking you. 
Yeah, I'll be in the background, sort of like when there was you'll, that. You'll Manny be the Pacquiao. guy that holds my belt. Well, there's the like... Manny. Pa- yeah, there's the Manny Pacquiao uh, Floyd Mayweather fight. It was Floyd Mayweather had Justin Bieber in his entourage, and Manny Pacquiao had Jimmy Kimmel, and it was just yeah. the weirdest things. <laughs> they just like, yo, you could be in my entourage. Walk up through. Yeah, you'll be the you'll be the guy that uh, and like in boxing how they have like their. Uh, coaches hold their belts you'll be my belt holder yeah and i'll be be struggling to lift it i'll be like (laughs) holding my 12 pounds of gold like guy help (laughs) you have too many and even if you're not going in as a champion i'll just hold like a different a regular belt and just hold that up yeah oh my god uh i want to make one more shout out uh my boy one of the top guys in glory kickboxing charles rodriguez a good friend and a good teammate and a good coach especially if next time he fights in Chicago, I want to bring you Jacob and I'm okay. going to go with, and then, okay. Ooh, that would be exciting. I want to bring you, I want to bring you Trenton as well. If Yeah. If he's in Chicago, we'll bring him. And then... It ain't Muay Thai. It's kickboxing, but still Charles has a good I'm Muay sure Thai background. Hey, I'm sure. Shout out to whatever Muay Thai kickboxing gyms are on Chicago. I'm like, if you know one, go visit it just to yeah. see what it's about. Yeah. Everyone and then do it. shout out the one in Concord again. Combat Fitness. Combat Fitness in Concord, California. If you ever end up, if you somehow end up in Concord, California, visit that. Yep. <laughs> Obviously not not now because we're in lockdown. So again. Yeah, but you know, once it comes back. But yeah. yeah. So thank you, Kai, for coming on to the show. Um, thank you. If you take up some other sport that's unknown, let us know. Uh, <laughs> but it. But until then, this is sports you've never heard of. I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Cito. Wear a mask, wash your hands, stay six fudging feet away from me.